This is The House Call. And welcome to The House Call podcast. I am hosting today. Yes, that is right. I am not sitting on the panel giving my opinions. Uh, I will not do Brandon a disservice, but of course I will never be Brandon. But let's get right on into it. There's some news that is going on this week that has kind of a mixed reaction I've noticed with a lot of people. First and foremost, the Colts fired their head coach, Fred Reich. For me personally, thank God. I think it took them a little too long. But they did bring on Jeff Saturday, who was their – he did play. He was a former offensive lineman. He has been a consultant over the past couple of years with the Colts. But this is the really weird part about it is he has never coached football outside of a high school level. So we're going to do some quick things on this. We're going to propose two questions, and I want them rapid-fire answers from you. We'll start with Rob. Number one, were you happy they fired Frank Reich? Number two, what's your quick thoughts on Jeff Saturday? So I think leading up to like this, I think it was like three weeks ago, I've been calling for his firing for like the longest amount of time. And as far as like them bringing on Jeff Saturday – Look, the guy has no experience at the NFL level. He has no experience at the the college level. And you know it's funny that Jim Irsay was quoted as saying, "I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience." What? You're that's that's counterproductive. Uh, their GM came out as saying, "Oh, you guys uh, get on me about uh, drafting offensive linemen, and our wide receivers are not doing good." It's like this whole team is just a, a mess, and they fell to. Nine, uh, one and nine in the last ten games against the Patriots. So th- they're not really trending in the right direction. Changing quarterbacks every other year. I, I don't know what's going to happen from this point on. But what's your thoughts, Jake? Uh, I was kind of shocked with the Frank Wright um, firing. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't think it would happen this season. I figured they would do it at the end of the season. You know, the Colts are kind of banged up. They have a lot of injuries with them, and they can't really get a real quarterback since you know. Luck. Yeah, since luck, they can't really get a quarterback. Um, with Jeff Saturday, I was kind of shocked by that. I even think Jeff Saturday himself was shocked by it. Um, I think him being in high school, he had, I think his record was like three and ten. It was something like it was really under five hundred that I saw on Twitter real quickly. Um, but that kind of just goes to show that if Jeff Saturday was surprised he got the coaching job, I think you know that's not going to really fit well for Indy. So very very. Strange move on their part. It seemed like a, it seemed like really quick. They didn't put much thought into it. Yeah, and first timer for me. We we just met right before the recording. Uh, Connor, let me get your thoughts. Yeah, honestly, uh, I don't I don't get why you would fire your coach mid season, especially when you're having such big offensive line woes. Um, you got questionable quarterback play, and then you got a battle line with that. That's going to make any offense look bad. Doesn't matter how good the coordinator or coach is. You got bad offensive line. You got a bad quarterback. You're not going to succeed and you're playing good defenses you know this nfl you can't have a battle line and a bad quarterback you just can't True. i mean yeah ernesto uh just about fucking time that that's not the case about it uh as far as jeff saturday i don't know much besides that he's known for yelling at peyton manning one time and Calling Peyton Manning out on some bullshit. Uh, only high school experience you mentioned. I mean, hopefully it works out for him. I, I don't. I don't know. You know, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen in the NFL to just 
shit on the hiring without seeing the product that's come out first. I'm just curious how the hell Jeff Saturday is going to turn around a team that had 121 yards. Oh, they're not going to turn around. They yeah, have like a three and ninth, seven record. Yeah, ninth fewest in franchise history. They were terrible. They were 0 and 14 on third down. Yeah, yeah how are you going to turn that around? Do they have their first round pick? Excuse me. Do, do they even have? Do they even have their first round pick this season for the draft? I want to say I think they do. I want to say yeah. The, I don't know why we're. I'm trying to think tank for a QB. Ta tank for a QB. <laughs> Sam Sam Ellinger is not it. Or, I also think too. If I mean just really really quick, if Taylor played on Sunday, I think the Pats don't win. But I think it's a totally it kind of like a, it's a little bit of a different. I don't think they go over fourteen and third down if they have Taylor playing. Yeah. They're, they're I don't think they'll be in as many third down positions because they'll be they'll have their number one running back. They'll yeah. have a top five running back. You know, he's the he's the type of guy that'll get you a, a second and three. You know. Yeah, they just kind of hit a shitty situation. They're definitely missing him. All eyes are gonna be on Jeff Saturday to see what he can produce in his first start as an NFL coach. But the next quick topic we're gonna bring up is you know Smith back is he the guy that the jets were hoping he was going to be is this finally happening so far this My season he's 2199 yards 15 touchdowns four interceptions with a qb rating of 68 which is the fourth in the league and we'll start with ernesto this time what's your you know quick thoughts what are you thinking about geno smith right now the fucking surprise of the season i mean I mean, people talk about the Giants and all that stuff. Who, 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 who predicted the, the Seahawks were going to be as good as they are? Nobody. Not a single person that watches in the NFL would be like, the Seahawks are going to be in playoff contention. With Geno Smith at their quarterback, I add. No yes. one thought it was going to happen. And I, I, I'm all for underdog stories. I'm all for those players with the chip on their shoulder that want to show out and play their ass off. So good for him, man. He, he's getting it done. And he's doing a good job at it. Yeah, Jake, what's so, your? I feel like this is a team that needed a quarterback that they could kind of rally around, you know, rally behind. You know, they you heard in Tyler Lockett's press conference a couple weeks ago. This is what happens when a team gels together. I just feel like if you're not being selfish, you know, spreading the ball out. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't think I think the Seahawks were going to win two games this year. I really did. Um, this is the Geno Smith we saw at West Virginia. So I am very happy to see him winning, and they have a really good shot of winning that division, which is mind-boggling. And Rob, what are you thinking? Uh, so the Seattle Seahawks are minus 250. I know you guys like your betting stats to make the playoffs. <laughs> Whereas the, the Broncos are minus 1,200. I'm really liking what uh, what's Geno's doing off over there. You know what's funny? Last year, the positional grade for QB was 75.7 with Russell Wilson. Uh, Geno Smith has an 87 grade, so he's completely kicking the shit out of him. And they have the 29th hardest uh, schedule in the NFL going into the rest of the season, so they're not going to slow down anytime soon. They better. Connor, what are you thinking? Geno Smith might be the best player right now to win that comeback player of the year. I think he is exponentially better than most people by far think. i by think far. when you have a guy who jets fans everybody just wanted him off their team nobody wanted him and now this guy he's leading one of the tougher divisions in football mm -hmm. you know by i think it's a, a one he's got he's got a game to spare right now you know and you've got the former super bowl champions you got a team that's going all in and getting christian mccaffrey with the niners and he's winning that division yep and it also comes down his o-line it's playing out of their minds right now. It, 
I, Geno I, Smith. I think, I think we could be fair though that like the two franchises that he played for was the Giants and the Jets, who by the way, other than this year, were the most losing franchise in the last ten years. They're both had yeah, what you have Rex Ryan, you had what? Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is doing Jokes. great over there in the buck with the Buccaneers right now. So I don't know about great. great. I don't know about great. I, so you guys know there was sarcasm. Sar there was sarcasm in Rob's voice. Oh, Literally, oh. there was so much sarcasm. There was sarcasm in Rob's voice. Thank you, Jake. Someone knows me. Well, <laughs> is not writing back to anyone anytime soon. So for the folks you said had written you off, maybe what do you say to them? Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back though. And I do want to put out there. He is playing out of his mind. He is playing great, but we have to give an applause to Pete Carroll, who is heading that team as well. That now, defense is real good. Yeah, let's take a look at some Week 9 games. We're going to start off with the Bills and Jets game. I think it was one of the most talked about games going into Week 9 and since Week 9. It ended with the Jets a victory 20-17 to at home in MetLife Stadium. And I'm going to start off with Jake on this one. What is your thoughts? To me, this was the biggest shock for me. You know, watching the Patriot game, I was keeping tabs on this game. Um, because it's a division game. Yeah. And if the Jets were to have lost in the past, when the past kind of were jumped into the playoff standing. So, you know, I saw the, you know, Buffalo was winning and the Jets did lead. And then, you know, I was keeping tabs on like, Josh Allen hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. And it's nope. very odd. And then I see it again in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, the Jets, I believe, with a minute left. And then I was looking at it, and it was very weird to me that Josh Allen led the team in rushing. Mm -hmm. To me, I think this Buffalo team, as good as they may look, they still need a real running back. They yeah. really do. And this Jets defense is very, very, very good. This Jets defense is going is being not talked about enough. Sauce Gardner is going to win Rookie of the Year. I just feel like when you have a really good defense that goes up against Buffalo, they can be stopped, especially when not having running back. So we may have, I mean, not, not the Jets, but like a decent defense and a top defense could be Buffalo's kryptonite if Josh Allen is doesn't need Tommy Johnson. Whatever, yeah, whatever is going on with that. Yeah. I did want to point out really quickly, <clears throat> if the playoffs started right now, the NFC and AFC, no, yes, NFC and AFC East would have three teams each in the playoffs as it stands. It's, it's wild. That's an insane thing to think about. Connor, back to the Bills Jets game. What was your thoughts? I'm not buying it on the Jets. I just really? I just don't. I'm sorry. Every team every team that has gone to the Super Bowl or won this through the Super Bowl has had one game where you're just like, how the hell did you lose that? And this is probably just it for the Bills. The Jets are frauds. I'm sorry to say it. All right, this is their one win that actually impresses me. You beat a Packers team that's what three and six right now. You know, can't get a first down to save their lives. I, I'm sorry, the Jets aren't it. Zach Wilson, they got a bad quarterback. You're not going to make the playoffs with a bad quarterback. They got a great defense, but if they can't get themselves a solid, consistent quarterback, you're not going anywhere. All right, Rob, take it away. And then I got to kind of agree with him. When you have a quarterback that throws 136 yards against a secondary for the Bills, that's kind of reeling at the moment with all the injuries and inability that they have, you, you have to win. But the Bills, their biggest problem is they can't stop the run worth of shit. 174 yards on the ground with no Brees Hall. That's that's terrible. But I have to give my flowers to Sauce Gardner. I, I think he's probably, other than defense rookie of the year, he may be defensive player of the year. Number yeah. one in pass yards allowed. Number one in pass touchdowns allowed. Number one in first downs allowed. Number one in forcing completions. Number one in 
yards per snap allowed. It's just insane. This kid reminds me of Revis, and and the fact that he's doing this as a rookie <clears throat> is just so alarming. Uh, going into the second quarter with six hundred six minutes and thirty seconds left, the Bills scored three points the rest of the game. That is not something a MVP title kind of quarterback does uh with that ucl injury that he has that's really who knows what's going to happen after this because that i mean i think he missed four games his rookie season when he had that injury so the bills may get up upseated by the maybe the dolphins or maybe even the jets if the jets win this next coming week against the patriots after the bye yeah i i do want to point out there that no matter what's going on with josh allen his backup is case keenum who i personally I enjoy, I don't think he's not the best quarterback, but he's not the worst. So there is potential hope for the Bills. Ernesto though, what is your thoughts from this past Sunday's game? Uh, <clears throat> I didn't watch the game. Uh, it was definitely probably upset of the week because I expected it to be a slaughter. I expected it to be <laughs> 56 to fucking zero type of game. Uh, but Jets, props to them, I mean, you stop the MVP, even if he is dealing with a shoulder injury and, you know, and all that good stuff. But uh, I'm not going to touch much on it because I didn't watch it in depth. I don't know much of the statistics on it. You mentioned Case Keenum. What I find funny is that the miracle in Minneapolis happened with Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs. And if Josh Allen does miss time, they kind of do kind of reunite in that aspect of that. Good, good point. Pretty... I, I didn't say that or think of that, and that is a great point. Don't got to be a great quarterback to throw to Stephon Diggs. That dude's just really good. That's true. That yeah. is true. The next game that some people found to be surprising while others did not, I personally am on the train of, I didn't think it was that surprising. The Jaguars pulling off a victory 27-20 to 20 against the Raiders. I'm going to start with Connor on this one. Where was your head at? It is absolutely astounding how bad of a coach Josh McDaniels is. And I, and this guy has been riding off the coattails of Tom Brady his entire career. If they did not have Tom Brady, I know everybody says, is it Brady or Belichick? Can we talk about the fact that Josh McDaniels is nothing without Tom Brady? Absolutely nothing. This guy's got a, a playoff roster. I don't care what anybody says. That's a good roster. And he's doing absolutely nothing with it. One of the people, one of the moms of one of the starting players on that team comes and eat where I work at. And she's saying that not a lot of players are happy. So expect uh, expect a little bit of talk coming out of the out of that locker room because it is not a pretty sight out there. I agree. Jake, where are you at? I want to know what happened to Devontae Adams in the second half. I feel like the Raiders went to Devontae Adams. They had all 140 receiving yards in the first half, and they just never – they just never went back to him. They were just like, you know what? You know, you had enough. We're gonna do something else. Which, if it's if it ain't broke, why you know why fix it? I also think for the Jaguars, that was the right thing, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think with the Jaguars, ATN has always the yeah. you know you spend a first round pick on him, you had to like you have to let him break free, and you we have seen these past couple weeks that he is the number one running back that they drafted, and they drafted him for a reason. Yep. So. I, the Raiders, to me, is one of the biggest shocks to me. I thought they were going to be a lot better than this. Um, I did see a report on Twitter that McDaniels' job is pretty safe for now and going into next season. I don't know what happens if they just 
don't win another game. Uh, they should keep them as long as they can. Make that division <laughs> easier. Well, I did want to point out, Jake was mentioning with the first half, second half, not sure what's going on. This is now the fourth game that the Raiders were leading by a double-digit lead mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden gave it up. I want to save Rob. I loved his reaction, and I, I'm, I'm ready to listen to it, but let me go to Ernesto first, and then we're going to hit Rob to let him <laughs> oh no, Rob's holding it in. He's getting a little bit red. He's getting ready. He's getting ready I... to go off on the Daniels. <laughs> what, what was your uh, thoughts on the Raiders and the uh, I, I had the Jags winning this game, um, but when I saw the first half, I was like, uh, I lost in fantasy football because I played against Devontae Adams, who decided to kind of go off in that first half, and then he kind of fell off in the second half, so I was like, okay, what, what's going on? Um... Connor sent uh, a slide of videos, <clears throat> and I swiped on a few of them to see it, and it's just pure roasting the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. There's a play where Derek Carr throws to uh, Dinks it down to the running back, but Devontae Adams hits a double move on a cornerback and is wide open up the scene for a touchdown. And Derek Carr just misses him. But um, the Jaguars are a team that are starting to find themselves. I don't think they're ready to compete. D don't shake your head, Rob. They're, they're a young and up-and-coming team. No. They will be good in a few No, they're seasons. not. Yes, they will. That no, division not. is wide open, though. No. I, I would agree with that, but no, they're not. They're, I've been saying this for the last like couple weeks. Trevor Lawrence sucks. It, <laughs> there's no other way around it. He sucks. Rob's Who does he play for? <laughs> oh, my God. So when he gets the talent on offense, all of a sudden it's like, okay. Christian they put Kirk so is much. not a wide receiver one, though. He's a wide receiver two on, on a good They team. put so much money into that offense, though. They're... I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear you it. You put money but... towards Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones, who were wide receiver twos their whole career. Hey, they're winning games. There's always got to be excuses with this guy. Maybe, maybe. Not excuses. Really get a... It's facts. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Get, wait for your Taylor Heineke to start talking because yes, Trevor Lawrence is definitely not it. Okay, so so when trailing by 17 points going into this game, the Jags are one in 116. Uh, leave it to Josh McDaniels to be that second win. Um, so it's it's kind of hilarious. I know you brought up the the stat uh, where they lost when they're down by double digits, whatever, or up by double digits. Yeah. 17 to 0 against the Jags, 17 to 0 against the Chiefs, 20 to 0 against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not good. I mean, you maybe you could made a case for only the Chiefs on that game. So they lost to two teams that are terrible when but okay, so you have Devontae Adams. And what makes this even more worse, with 10:51 left in the second quarter, you score 3 points the rest of the game. Uh I've been saying this for like the longest time and I think Raiders fans, I think you. I, I gotta get. Do I have to get closer to the mic or something? How's this gonna work? One second. Josh McDaniels sucks. He's terrible. He's awful. I don't get. Like, keep him there though. I think he's a great coach <laughs> for you guys. I, I. We don't want him back here in New England. I've told people. These Raiders fans that got on my page. Oh, he's. We're gonna win the Super Bowl now. Yeah, you're gonna win a Super Bowl, right? Some kind of cereal bowl that you. You. That's just big. That's what you're gonna get. He's he he couldn't he couldn't cut it with the uh, the Broncos. By the way, he drafted Tim Tebow. He thought that was the answer. A running quarterback that <laughs> has an Browns arm that has the shoddiest freaking arm. Um, and then with New England, 
he was riding the coat, like you said, riding the coattails of Tom Brady. You got a guy in Tom Brady. By the way, there are clips for all the people that are all these Josh McDaniels nut huggers. You can go and look up on YouTube where Brady and Belichick are sitting in the office scheming up offensive plays. It literally is those two. It's never been anything else other than those two. Uh, Josh McDaniels, I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen Brady at the line audibling. Hmm. Yeah. But um, that there's that. I could go off on a tangent probably for an hour, but we got too much stuff to talk about. I mean, they're acting like these these offensive woes are new, but I mean, this guy this is the same guy when it was 30, third and eight, you know, two minutes left in the game, running a, an HB dive with Brandon about, Bolden. Oh, yeah. And how about the three get, the, against the Seattle Seahawks that first game with Cam Noon? By the way, they were like one of the worst defenses in the league that year. Terrible. You run three direct three snaps to the left you've got cam newton who can't be tackled change it up like the most predict third third and 15 screens third and two where you're running a misdirection run with brandon bolden where you have damian harris on the bench who's got damian harris uh, guys i'm i'm so happy for you raiders fans because you rubbed in our faces but like now you get to enjoy them uh, as someone who lives in vegas all they do is say josh mcdowell's is about to and gotta have a crazy Bowl. offense Enjoy Darren your Waller. Super Bowl. How's it going? How's it going? I did love Josh McDaniels, but that's besides the point. I'm Jake, sorry to hear those, that. I knew there was a reason why I just didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to bring up one fun thing because his name was mentioned, Tim Tebow. I'm still waiting on a full breakdown 30 for 30 documentary on that 2008 Gators team. Uh, because They're making one? I, I'm waiting. Oh, man. I'll put in money on it. I need one. <laughs> that should have been done like yesterday. That's yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, so I'll, I don't have contacts at ESPN, but I'll try to get <laughs> I'm going to have to try. Moving on to the next game, which I'm going to start with Ernesto on this one because he has been hyping it up in the group chat. We have the Vikings victory 20 to 17 over the Washington Commanders. It is Heineke time. I personally, I think the, the commander should have won. I know Ernesto feels the same way. Take it away. The floor is yours. Ernesto, first, first, where's your shrine at for Heineke? I really am curious where that's at. It's, I think it's he has a cardboard shrine. cutout in this We in this are closet. starting a cult. It's called the... Yeah, you mean you are starting Heineke. a cult. That, there's definitely I am not, starting I'm not, a I'm not on board with that. The Hell way no. of Heineke, <laughs> it will be called the yeah. way of Heineke. He's going to go door <laughs> by door. I, I, it's uh, not, but it's, it works. You know, <laughs> this is a game I paid attention to very closely. Uh, we know. I've been on this podcast, and I'm very high on the Vikings. Like, the Vikings are my pick to come out of the NFC, and I still stand by that pick. Even, But I'm not going to pick against probably my favorite underdog player in the NFL ever. Heineke is my favorite underdog. Uh, over Geno? The game? Yes, Ooh. over Geno. Gino who? Gino's Heineke leading his division. Heineke, Heineke, Jesus. Heineke threw for 149 yards. What the? I don't That's want to hear. Who of the franchise, I guess. He almost beat a six and one team throwing for that many yards. Almost doesn't. We, 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 we didn't talk. We, you talked about Zach Wilson, but no one Zach else Wilson did. Zach but Zach Wilson, Wilson did beat us. Oh. Heineke single-handedly <laughs> ran himself and was carrying that team. But Zach, Zach Wilson still won. One quick thing, Connor. Jake learned his lesson about comparing games from previous weeks to the game of the week with uh, the house bets. 
I, I don't want to rub it in his face, but he learned. Oh no, oh no, Jill, toot your horn. Toot your horn, because I know that they rub it in your face. Toot your damn horn. Do your damn victory walk. I'm just putting that out there. Previous week's games do not matter. It is any given Sunday. No, they don't. One game each Sunday. Especially this year. Especially this year. All right, Rob. Rob, give me your thoughts. You you you, uh, you have some thoughts on this. Uh, look, I think that, like, I don't know if Taylor Heineke is the answer for the for – the, for the Washington Commanders. That team, really, I think they're missing a quarterback. I'm sorry, I don't care what you have to say, Ernesto. Like, that is really all that team's missing. They have a really good defense. You really keep Jay Jettas pretty much in check. Kirk yep. Cousins, I mean, what did he really do all game? Uh, he, he showed up at the end, and he gets to do his little victory dance on the plane. Or, or Was it the plane, or was it in their locker room? I don't know. Don't care. The okay, plane. the plane. It, God damn, man, put a shirt on. So um, iconic Adam Schefter's in, impersonating it. Oh, uh, well, we already He's know. He's a damn icon. We already wild. know my thoughts on uh, Adam Schefter, but I'm not going to go and talk yeah. too much into that. Um, But that's really why I think this team isn't missing. They got Terry McLaurin, they, Curtis Samuel. Their, their running back is really good. They have a really stellar defense. I don't I don't know if I saw um, Chase, uh, what the hell is his name? Chase, Chase Young. Sean Jason might play he... this week, actually. He might get limited snaps this week on Monday. Okay, so imagine when this guy comes back. It's going to be – that division is the best division in football, and I think that it could go either way. I think the commanders could come back. I just think that one thing holding her back will be Taylor Heineke. Suck on that. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, and, and it's not me just joking around about the whole Heineke stuff. It's I do agree that they do need a, a long-term answer. Like yes. all all jokes aside, they do. I think they should definitely look into maybe drafting one in the second or third round of the draft this year. They are, the quarterbacks are deep, uh, but I think my my thing is they need to stick with Heineke for the season. It, I think the team performs a lot better with him than they do with Carson Wentz because they rally behind him. I think they, I think I, they need to go trade for Aaron Rodgers. They need oh, a trade. Absolutely. You can trade. definitely do that. You, have, <laughs> you could definitely do that. Rob, trade, I'm sorry. I, I, I need to call you out. Do you want the Patriots to trade for Rodgers? Do you want the damn I want, to look, trade for Rodgers? I'm, I'm, okay, I'm trying to be unbiased. First of all, we have $61.5 million in cash space. So if and you Mac want me to try to break. And, 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 uh, and Mac Jones. So, yeah, obviously I want an Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not as bad as we people think he is. He has Christian Watson's stone hands. He's the got run. <laughs> Mac, Mac all right. I, I, I Get a real, I'm reeling this in. Jake, you have yet to speak. You've been quiet, which leads me to believe whenever you're quiet, you have some knowledge or some hot <laughs> drop. So give it to us. I just feel like the Vikings needed to go out and get one more piece to solidify this offense as being like a top offense in the league. I mean, you have Adam Dillon, you have Dalvin Cook, you have Justin Jefferson. That's a no-brainer. Then you go out and you get TJ Hawkinson, who's yeah. top... I want to say the top five ten in the league. You know, he's not. You know, he's not uh, Kelsey. He's not Mark Andrews, but I think he's he's, he's right. Very good. Yeah, and he. I think he had like nine catches for eighty yards. He fit right in that offense. So it's just another. It's just another toy for Kirk Cousins to use to just sprout the offense. So I Vikings were also my pick in the NFC. Obviously, now I'm definitely gonna stick with it. So. This was a very, it was a very weird game for the Vikings. It kind of started out slow, but they got together towards the end. So I was happy they got the win. 
And then Connor, I know you've been popping and giving some thoughts, but give us your quick take on this game. Taylor Heineke is not good. Can we please stop this? Please, Ernesto, stop, okay? They did not trade for Carson Wentz and pay this man to choose Taylor Heineke over him. It's just, no, he's not good. I'm sorry. You're talking, about, you're talking about, oh, he almost beat. Zach Wilson did beat the Bills with a similar it. performance. I'm sorry, but anybody who's saying <laughs> Taylor Heineke, I'm who's a bottom really 25 quarterback, is going to lead a team anywhere. Aren't you the one supporting mediocre quarterback play when every Patriots fan in the group chat is calling for Max Head? I'm not. Mac I'm Jones the only one. Actually, I'm the only okay. one supporting Mac Jones. I will Mac Jones has Connor had bad are, play calling. Are blowing smoke up Mac Jones's. Yeah. Ass. Anyway. Anyway. I really want to point out really quickly that the Washington at the time the Washington football team, which was led by Tyler Heineke did almost beat the Buccaneers in 2020 when the Buccaneers went on to win the Super Bowl. Tyler Heineke is not bad. Tyler Heineke is not the answer for a long-term solution. However, he does have relationships <clears throat> and gain the respect of his team. And you can tell there's been a dramatic change in how this team is playing since he has started playing for them. As for Carson Wentz, I think that was a higher up decision that, is he just leaving? I think Carson Wentz. No, was I think he said his battery was his charger is dying. I think that was a higher up decision that was made, and Ron Rivera was not thrilled by it because, as we overheard when he said, "My only issue and why I'm not successful in the NFC East like everyone else is my quarterback." So, for that reason, I digress from there, and I think it is time to move on to. My least favorite and absolute most boring game that took on this week. And Rob, I can't believe you're making us have to talk about this game. And that is Buccaneers and the Rams, which I do not think I would be sitting here saying because these are the last two winning Super Bowl teams. That should I, not be how it is. The I think I just wanted to rub it in your face that you got Mike <laughs> Evans on your roster. That man drops everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My God. The amount of passes that man he he's cost he's single handedly costing that team wins like single handedly he's on pace to break like records for drops. I think there's multiple. I, before I jump in and let you guys take it over, I think there's multiple factors on that team that are costing that team wins. That O line is garbage. Brady is trying to play up to Brady's level, but again, and I know it's talked about every week and I'm not trying to harp on it. I think there's a lot of personal issues that obviously are clouding judgment and clouding things. And he's not being able to necessarily focus as much as he would like to. The Bucks did go away with a victory 16 to 13. And everyone is all over Tom Brady for that game winning drive, which is not impressive to me, honestly, but I'm going to start with Connor. I, I don't think I've started with him yet, so take it away. Rob just wants us to talk about us because Brady finally looked good. I'm, I, I love Brady. No, I really do. Sorry. I love Brady. I do. I do. He has and, – and it's not his fault Brady the Bucks are playing terrible. But He's he has – it's been his I, one I highlight of the year. When His highlight before this year was throwing a good ball to Mike Evans and it being dropped. Yeah, and getting and getting a terrible roughing the passer call. I love Brady. I do. 
I really do. But those were two highlights of the year. He's gotten, he got a very good final drive-in against a terrible football team who has nothing going for them right now. They're what, third in their division? They're, they're in a division with Geno Smith and he's winning it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd have been impressed if Taylor Heineke was leading the division because Taylor Heineke's apparently God in this group chat. But since it's Geno Smith, all right, you should be above him, but you're not. Tom you're Brady? Not. No. The, the Rams. Wrong. The Rams should be ahead of that. The uh, Rams should be uh, in the lead of that uh, division. They're saying. terrible. Yeah. And you too. barely beat them. You yeah. barely beat them. I, I'm going to, again, quickly before I move on, throw in my point here. I said this on, I want to say it was a House Bets episode. Tom Brady is the leader of that team, not Todd Bowles. Tom Brady is the head of that team. And I do not think he has been there to be the leader of that team. And that is where I put blame on him as to why we're seeing what is happening with this box team. That is my full And I'm moving on to Ernesto to let him continue on with what Connor said of what I just said. Uh, <clears throat> This game was a snooze fest. I think I took a nap during it, and I think I woke up in like the fourth quarter to see maybe the final drive where he hit whatever the name of that tight end was for the game winning touchdown. Uh, I think there was like w one highlight the whole game, and I think it was the Cooper Cup 69 yard touchdown. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened to the Rams, and like you were supposed to get better. You got Allen Robinson to be your wide receiver, too. You signed Bobby Wagner to be an interior force in the middle. You pulled cap space that we never understand where these teams pull out cap space, but uh, Rams are not a good team. Uh, Bucks, I've spoken on them already. Uh, me and Rob have gotten into debates about it. I'm not going to try and do that again, but uh, good for the Bucks. Um that's all I'm gonna say. I, I, I think I think with Bruce Arians the team is doing a lot better. I think some of the blame should be on Todd Bowles. I don't think he's a good coach. And I don't think he yeah, should have been the coach. Let's move it on to Rob who has told us how much he loves Todd Bowles already this episode. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why this team's not successful. I don't think it's Brady. I don't I don't know what you guys are seeing. You have the last place rushing team. They're literally last place. Uh, you got a defense that's they're great. The defense is probably the only thing that's consistent on this team. Uh, offensive line, I mean, how many times are you gonna make shift this down offensive line, not giving Brady any protection? Uh, he actually is doing pretty well. I mean, second in passing yards this this season. He's doing. He, I think he has what one interception all season. So like, at what point are are we gonna give his his flowers? Hundred K yards, whatever. Uh, that's kind of not to be expected because he's a goat. Uh, 44 seconds left. Now hold my beer. I'll do it in 35. Uh, Brady, look, I, I get you guys are saying that like he's he's a leader of the team. He should be the reason why. I agree. However, when you have all these other variables that are going along with it and they're not like Mike Evans, I think he has the most drops and he's on a historic pace for drops. Chris Godwin. I mean, Scotty Miller dropped an easy touchdown in the end zone. Like, how many times I've seen during this games, all the games, his receivers are dropping footballs. You go look at the Panthers game. He, if he if Mike Evans catches that football, maybe uh, Jill isn't so mad about it. Like, it, Mike Evans getting some damn touchdowns for once. He, 
You should probably cut him off your roster, by the way. I just think that that is the reason why they're not as successful. The receivers just, I, I don't know what it is. They got the fumble rooskies. I do think a lot of personal issues are doing uh, where he's not completely invested into the team is affecting it. However, I can't put so much blame on him when he's still performing. You could look at the numbers. He's still performing. It's yeah. just that, like, you got all these other variables that are just fucked. Well, Jake, where's your head at on this one? Uh, I kind of agree with Rob and you, Joe. I agree with what Rob said. They have no running game. I don't think Leonard Fournette has done anything all year long. I know they drafted that kid. Um, I can't think of his first name. I just know his last name. White. I cannot think of Keyshawn. his first name. No, I thought it began with an R. Rashad. I can't think of it Rashad. anyway. I think it's Rashad. Rashad, Rashad White. White. Rashad. Like they drafted him and they just haven't, you know, they haven't really done anything in the rushing game at all. I think Kate Otten, their tight end, led the team in receiving, which is bizarre. If I would have told you that, you everyone would have laughed in my face. I do agree with what Joe said too. You know, he missed some time um, during training camp. And you are the leader of the team. You kind of, and at that time, I don't think him and Giselle were going through. He has off every Wednesday from practice. And then just a couple weeks ago, we dealt with this traveling separate from the team. I'm not going to go into a wedding or. Yeah. People. The traveling yeah. Wanna, team was a huge thing. He won a Super Bowl with no OTAs. And you got a team that has a lot of chemistry. I no, I know. That, but I don't yeah. think that's the reason. Again, I also think, too, I think the, the yeah. divorce is really. Oh, yeah. That is playing, I think, the biggest part in his struggles. He's absent-minded, and it's... Yeah. with her? The point I'm making is he's showing that he's absent-minded from the team, and it's causing younger guys, guys that don't have his work ethic, his stamina, his this, his that, to see, oh, well, Brady's doing this and acting this way. I could... I, he's the GOAT. I can do that. I'm playing with him. Yeah. I, and that's where my head is at on the fact that he's a leader is he's removed himself so much from the team. I think that that does affect parts of because Rob nailed it. Defense isn't really having that many issues. It's all offense. And what is he the leader of? The offense. I also think too. We, got, talk about the, we talk about the Bucks a lot. The Rams have their own struggles too. Oh, I don't. They, I nothing I have to say about the Rams. The Rams. They don't have like a running back. Daryl Henderson is not a running back one. They have to go out and get a real running back. They also have to go out and get a real wide receiver to to help Cooper Cup. I mean, I know he doesn't really need help. He had over 100 yards. But if Matthew Stafford can't look at his number one option and goes to Allen Robinson, I mean, it just, he doesn't throw to Allen Robinson a lot. He, yeah. They have to do something with that offense, which is kind of weird to say because they won the Super Bowl last year. But... It was a very good yeah. offense. Yeah, yeah. That just, it was Their offense was last year, which is Cooper Cup, too. Yeah. But Pretty much, that was our fun and exciting episode. Brandon, when you're watching this, I hope I did justice for filling in for you, hosting. Otherwise, I quickly want to hit our sponsor of the show, and that is Liquid IV. One stick of hydration multiplier can hydrate faster than water alone. As many as 75% of Americans report feeling dehydrated. You are probably right now. So you should probably go drink some water. I personally wake up and enjoy a liquid IV in my water every morning to just get my systems going and to be hydrated to start the day. You can, of course, use our link at checkout, which is the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast. 
at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. You're definitely going to want that. That's a nice discount and obviously free shipping. Duh. Always a no brainer. And <laughs> check out our merch because it's really cool and you should check it out, obviously. <laughs> but for the house call, it is me signing off with Rob, Ernesto, Connor, and Jake. And we will see you back here later this week going over our preview. Bye, guys. I mean, there's a lot just going for a little on, clarification. We talk about some good things earlier now. in the year. They really weren't looking. Matt Ryan for uh, the Lakers. We're not letting Justin Fields throw the in overtime to give the Lakers the last a win. three weeks. He's and his 